0: we're
1: back. We are. Yes. How are you doing? I'm blessed. How are you? It's hot. Well, yeah.
0: You know,
1: California. It, it's officially July in the Central Valley, so yes. it's hot. It's hot. <laughs> it just swoops in. Yeah.
0: I don't like it. <laughs> I always dream of living somewhere else. Okay, where it's rainy and cold. In <sighs> where there's no People around like I have to drive forty minutes to see a human being, and I'm baking all the time.
1: Oh, and it's cold. Okay, I'm thinking back east, maybe. Is that where that is? Uh, rumors. I mean, okay, I've heard.
0: That's where I want to be. Okay. Now it may. I maybe only want to be there
1: for a little bit because maybe I'll. I'll say, oh, this isn't for me. You could, you know how some people like uh, vacations. so yeah. you could do maybe part-time in one place, part-time somewhere else. Yeah, if I had,
0: if I was a person of wealth, <laughs> uh, that's not this girl. Maybe we could do a switch home. Oh, okay. With someone. Okay. That, yeah.
1: All right. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, you know. Anyway. Yeah, no. It's summer. Yeah. It's summer. Is Vermont like that? Oh, I would imagine. I don't know how warm Vermont gets, but I think it gets cold. Okay. I've always thought Vermont. Okay. But who knows? I could see you baking in a cabin in Vermont. Can't you? Yeah. And I don't want a lot of stuff in there. Okay. Nope. It's not about me. Anyway, how are you? (laughs) Now I'm just sitting here picturing you like... I can see you running out of the house whenever you hear a car coming. Yeah. What you want? What the, yeah. Come on, people. <laughs> and my dogs. <laughs> oh. Yes, I'm, I'm good. Good. Wonderful. I'm good. Everything's, yes. everything's fine. Wonderful. Good. Good. Anything? Do you want to chat about anything before we get started? Anything no. on your mind? No. Okay. Nothing. How about you? Not today. No. No, not today. I'm actually pretty relaxed today. Wonderful. Good.
0: That's wonderful to hear.
1: (laughs) Fourth of July is coming
0: up. Yes.
1: Let freedom ring. Amen. Yes. Well, do you want to start us off in prayer? Yes.
0: All right. Here we go. Dear Lord, I thank you for your word today. I ask that you would increase my wisdom and understanding as I read. Speak to me through your word, Lord. I pray that your word would create in me a clean mind and a renewed heart. Hide your words in the folds of my heart for times of need by myself or others. In Jesus' name
1: I pray, amen. Amen. Do you know for our last session, the entire first episode, we didn't talk about anything biblical. That's terrible. What's wrong with us? That's terrible. I was chopping up the episodes and I'm like, there is not one thing about the Bible and what we are saying. It must have been something somebody needed, though. I hope. We can
0: pray. Yeah.
1: All right. All right. Here we are. Here we are. So Joshua chapters 6 through 12. Let's do a recap of chapters 1 through 5. Joshua was now the leader of the Israelites. Rahab protected the Israelite spies. Yeah. Um, the Lord was was with the Israelites as they crossed the Jordan River uh, with the Ark of the Covenant. And Joshua circumcised all the Israelite males, lest we forget. Yeah. Alright, so uh, is there anything else you wanted to touch on no okay good so moving on to chapter six now would you actually would you mind reading um the note i want to start with the note on page 343 for us it's for joshua 6 1. the city of
0: jericho built thousands of years before joshua was born was one of the oldest cities in the world In some places it had fortified walls up to 25 feet high and 20 feet thick. Soldiers standing guard on top of the walls could see for miles. Jericho was a symbol of military power and strength. The Canaanites considered it invincible. Israel would attack this city first, and its destruction would put the fear of Israel into the heart of every person in Canaan. The Canaanites saw Israel's God as a nature God who a nature God because he parted the Jordan and as a war God because he defeated Sihon and Og. Og, or Og? Og, but the Canaanites did not consider him a fortress God, one who could prevail against a walled city. The defeat of Jericho showed not only that Israel's God was superior to the Canaanites god but gods but also that he was invincible
1: so i thought that was a nice little kind of wrap up give us an idea of what's going on with uh with the city of of jericho Um, so the israelites were upon that city and the lord told joshua exactly how they were going to approach Uh, i involved the, the warriors marching around the town for six days and the priests walking ahead of the ark of the covenant carrying the ram's horns and then on the seventh day there was a prolonged uh, blast of the ram's horns which signaled the Israelites to shout as loud as they could causing the the massive walls of Jericho to collapse. That must have been I know something. I know it. Um, Did you have any notes for that part? I have
0: why did god give joshua all these complicated instructions for the battle several answers are possible god was making it undeniably clear that the battle would depend on him and not upon israel's weapons and expertise this is why priests carrying the ark not soldiers led the israelites into battle god's method of taking the city accentuated the terror already felt in Jericho. This strange military maneuver was a test of the Israelites' faith and their willingness to follow God completely. The blowing of the horns had a special significance. The same horns used in their religious festivals were to be blown in their battles to remind them that their victory would come from the Lord, not their own military might.
1: Mm. Yes and that's something um, that's something really important to remember that it wasn't the soldiers going in first yeah. you know the, it wasn't like this mighty front of soldiers
0: exactly and can you imagine the soldiers on top of that wall seeing them go around and around that would have put fear in me like that's nothing we would do what mm-hmm. are they doing like
1: Playing like a head game, Mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Oh yeah, they probably had no idea what was yeah, going on. Like, what is happening here? And it wasn't just one day; it was six, well, yeah. yeah, six days, and then on the seventh day. But I'm sure they couldn't figure out what was going on. I know, just oh, yeah. Now, would you please read uh, those two or the two verses I gave you there? Yeah, the seventh time
0: around, as the priests sounded the long blast on their horns. Joshua commanded the people, Shout, for the Lord has given you the town. Jericho and everything in it must be completely destroyed as an offering to the Lord. Only Rahab the prostitute and the others in her house will be spared, for she protected our spies.
1: You know, that's the, th- once again, the Lord has always, they always told them, You have to destroy everything. Yes.
0: How many times? Yes.
1: Everything has to go. Yeah. Um, And then 621, please. All right.
0: 621 says, they completely destroyed everything in it with their swords, men, women, young and old, cattle, sheep, goats,
1: and donkeys. So everything. Everything was destroyed. Yeah. Yes. Um, And so so now the walls have come down, and the Israelites burned the town, but but God told them keep you know the silver the gold like the metals yes. because it was going to go into the into the temple. Okay, yes. Yep. And uh Rahab and everyone in her house were were okay because yes. you know she she believed in the Lord, yeah. you know, and she protected the spies. She sure did. Um did you have notes for that
0: part? Yeah. <clears throat> um a couple what I wanted to say about sure. Rahab just that I have underlined in her in her auto, her biography that we have, the little insert about her that I have um, God works through people like Rahab, whom we are inclined to reject. God remembered her because of her faith, not her profession. If at times you feel like a failure, remember that Rahab rose above her situation through her trust in God, and we can do the same. And her her life lesson for us was, do not let fear affect your faith in God's ability to deliver. I just thought I'd share that.
1: No, that's really good. Yeah. And I imagine that Rahab was probably looked on as one of the lowest of the low. Absolutely. You know? I mean, a, a woman and then a prostitute. Yeah. Just think how we would look at her.
0: Yeah. You know, we're no better. No, 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 no. You know what I mean? I mean, how how the human race now looks at people like that.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So. No, it's... No, we're no better now.
0: Yeah. I know here in California... I, I'm not sure if it's all over the United States, but there's a program in the prisons here. It's There's a documentary on it, and I think it's on Netflix, that there's... And they're younger people, but they train them to be firefighters. Okay. And when they leave the the prison, they are firefighters. They oh, are so complete 100%. F- so they train them in the prison? In the prison. Oh. And the, the proudness they have, not proud, but thankfulness,
1: mm-hmm.
0: that changes those people's not only their life but like i could get chills because i we watched it i we watched it probably three years ago but like there's mothers in there that have children at home waiting for them that changed the generations from that point on yeah and then these people are fighting fires in our... You know, we live in the forest, and we don't, but yeah. all around us. Yeah. The fire, the forest fires, like Crestman last year, you know, it's already starting again now. Yeah. And them going so happily to fight these fires to save people's lives, to save their livelihood, to save them. Mm-hmm. So not only were they in despair, then they are taught this trade... Then they're helping save someone. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I just think about that. Like maybe they were a Rahab,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and and like look at look what happened to them. You know. I don't know why I'm thinking of that. I don't know. Maybe somebody needs to hear that. But you know, someone had the thought to let's let's rehabilitate these people and actually give them a a trade. I mean, you know, like, you're exactly. really doing something in the community. That's, like, a major... I mean, how me I would never want to be a firefighter. I don't have... The, the thought of that... I First of all, I'd be so afraid. I mean, the heat... Well, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know. So, I don't know. I just thought of that, like, so... There was one girl in there that just... No hope her whole life, and... Now her whole life was turned around. Gosh. And just so happy. Yeah. Like someone loved on her. Mm
1: -hmm. That's all she needed. That said, you know, you're worth it. And you're right. Now that whole situation has been turned around. That life situation has been turned around where she's doing something positive when she gets out. Affecting other people in a positive manner. And then... uh, most likely through her bloodline now through the you know yes. her, her generations hopefully that will be turned around it'll be totally turned around gosh that's a that's a great story it is
0: like we you always tell your children there's a consequence for every action be it good or bad mm-hmm. like when you drop a pebble in water those ripples are going to be what happens mm-hmm. with every single thing you do
1: and look at what that was that was good do they do... I mean, is that something that's normal in prisons? Or I don't Or was it think a special so. thing? Okay. I,
0: I don't think so, but I'm almost positive it still goes on, and I wish I could remember where it is. It's somewhere in California, right around here.
1: Oh, okay.
0: It's right around here that they do it, and okay. they leave there being a firefighter. Wow. I just... Can't, I, can't, I loved it, and I, I'm going to have to look it up again and see what it exactly was called. Because... They were talking about the whole thing was on California fires Mm. and how it has changed. We used to have just a season of fires. Now it's all year here. Mm -hmm. Um, The beetle, that brown beetle or whatever that ate, you know, due to that, due to droughts. All these circumstances have made the California fires not just a season, it's year round. So, we need to have more firefighters. So, then they were attacking, how can we do that? Hmm. People don't want to do this. And then they
1: offered it there. And wow. Just the neatest thing. And that that's the thing California has been so dry for years. Yeah. Wow. But look at that blessing, I though. That, look amen. at that, how it worked. Amazingly for those people. Amen. Yeah. Amen.
0: You know? Yeah. Amen. It was the neatest story. Because they, you know, the head people of I don't know what had to meet about this fire, how it so changed mm. in here. And so it was. it's very interesting. Reagan got me watching it, of course. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I just thought I'd share that. You know, all of us are worth it. Yes. So even her.
1: That's right, yeah, so because I we are just far too easy I'll speak for me far too easy you can brush someone off or think they're not important somehow, but they are right I you're speaking for me too they are that person plays a part in the grand scheme of things too yes absolutely everyone 100%. does you know
0: um And she was a prostitute. Okay, that means she was a sinner, as we all are sinners, Mm -hmm. but her sin was showing. Mm -hmm. Ours just may not be showing easily.
1: And I... Let's talk about that for a sec. Yeah. I want everyone to, to just realize, before anyone goes pointing fingers, we've talked about pointing fingers before... Before anyone goes pointing fingers at someone else's sins, you take a hard look at yourself. Yeah. We've all got sins. We've all got skeletons in there somewhere. Yeah. So don't start getting, like, just don't get on a high horse thinking, oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm clearly, the way my mind works is, is better than the way that person. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, sister. No. 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 Sin is sin. Sin is sin. And we've all got it.
0: Yeah.
1: Your and, sin isn't any better than her sin or his sin. That's right. And love is love. Yeah. Yeah. Because we were just talking about this the other day. You love the Lord and you love one another.
0: Yes. That's right.
1: That's what you do. You love the Lord and you, you love one another. And you can't go wrong. No. Or love your neighbor. Love your neighbor. Na- love yeah, your neighbor. Yeah. And just because
0: our sin isn't showing, mm-hmm. we have a different kind of sin. Well, that's... You're <laughs> right. You're right. Yeah. There you go. All right. All right. Here
1: we go. Okay. Got off on that. Well, the note. Yes. The big note for 621. Okay. okay. Why did God demand that the Israelites destroy almost everyone and everything in Jericho? He was carrying out severe judgment against the wickedness of the Canaanites. This judgment or ban usually required that everything be destroyed. Because of their evil practices and intense idolatry, the Canaanites Canaanites were a stronghold of rebellion against God. This threat to the right kind of living that God required had to be removed. If not, it would affect all Israel like a cancerous growth. A few people and some items in Jericho were not destroyed, but these were special cases. Rahab and her household were saved because she had faith in God and because she had helped the Israelite spies. The silver and gold and articles of bronze and iron were kept not to enrich the people but to beautify the tabernacle and its services. God's purpose in all this was to keep people's faith and religion uncontaminated. He did not want the plunder to remind Israel of Canaanite practices. God also wants us to be pure, He wants us to clean up our behavior when we begin a new life with Him. We must not let the desire for personal gain distract us from our spiritual purpose. We must also reject any objects that are reminders of a life of rebellion against God. And that's why. That's why they couldn't mm-hmm. be like, well, you, you'll you be okay. We won't kill you. No, they had to take them all out. They sure did. They were following God's orders. Yes. Now, did you have anything else for chapter six? That's
0: No, I don't have anything
1: else. Okay. No. All right, so let's move on to chapter 7. Yes. Um, Instead of listening to the Lord and destroying everything but the precious metals mentioned, an Israelite named Achan held on to some items from the plunder of Jericho. Meanwhile, Joshua had sent some of his men to spy on, on A. The men of A surprisingly defeated the Israelites, which caused Joshua and the elders to bow down before the Ark of the Covenant. And Joshua was confused and spoke to the Lord about what happened, because, you know, they didn't understand yeah. what was going on. Did you have some notes for for chapter seven, that first part? I had
0: noticed the results of Achan's sin. Many men died. Israel's army Israel's army melted in fear. Joshua questioned God, God threatened to withdraw his presence from the people, and Achan and his family had to be destroyed. Anything uh did you have more notes? When for there? uh when Israel eliminated the sin from their community, these were the results. Do you want me to read that? Now? It's up okay. to you, whatever you want. God's encouragement, God's presence in battle, God's guidance and promise of victory, and God's permission to keep the plunder and livestock from the battle for themselves. Throughout Israel's history, blessings came when the people got rid of their sin. You will also experience blessings when you turn from sin and follow God's plan wholeheartedly.
1: And there's, you know, there's another example of a sin, mm-hmm. Achan, what he did, that ripple effect. Exactly, yeah. You know how it affected so many people, and not in a little <sighs> way. I mean, people died. Yes. Because of it. Okay. Oh, Yeah. There were quite a few notes in this first part. Did you have any more you wanted to go over? Um, I, put, I had, um, when Joshua first
0: went against A, he did not consult God, but relied on the strength of his army to defeat the small city. Only after Israel was defeated did they turn to God and ask what happened. Too often we rely on our own skills and strength, especially when the task before us seems easy. We go to God only when the obstacles seem too great. However, only God knows what lies ahead. Consulting Him, even when we are winning on a winning strength, may save us from a grave mistake or misjudgments. God may want us to learn lessons, remove pride, or consult others before we will, He will work through us.
1: It may have been one of those situations where because I I do it you know it's yeah, like a little too. thing and it's like well, this is uh, yeah. we're fine we're fine. this is just a little thing yeah but I, it's in those times too that God wants us to to lean on him yes mm-hmm. yeah okay mm-hmm. so then um, the Lord because now you know Joshua he didn't understand why they were defeated like that. So he, um, the Lord spoke to Joshua as he was lying on his face praying to let him know that it was the theft of the items, which, you know, were supposed to be destroyed. It was a direct disobey of, of his orders. And that caused the loss at A. And the Lord was going to single out the guilty party the following day. Um, Do you want to read the note for that
0: part? That's 1012. Yes. Why did Achan's sin bring judgment on the entire nation? Although it was one man's failure, God saw it, was it as a national disobedience to a national law. God needed the entire nation to be committed to the job they had agreed to do, conquer the land. Thus, when one person failed, everyone failed. If Achan's sin was un- went unpunished, unlimited looting could break out. The nation as a whole had to take take responsibility for preventing this undisciplined disobedience. Achan's sin was not merely his keeping some of the captured goods. God allowed it in some cases, but more importantly it was his disobeying God's explicit command to destroy everything connected with Jericho. Achan's sin was indifference to the evil and idolatry of the city, not just a desire for money and clothes, God would not protect Israel's army again until the sin was removed and the army returned to obeying him without reservation. God is not content with our doing what is right in some of the time. He wants us to do what is right all of the time. We are under his orders to eliminate any thoughts, practices, or possessions that hinder our devotion to him. Mm.
1: So the next day, Achan was, was singled out. And he did confess, you know, to stealing some items, a beautiful robe and coins and and gold. And he hid them under the dirt of the, under the tent. Yeah. And so all the items were dug out and they were laid before the Lord. And so Joshua had Achan's sons and daughters and livestock brought out in the presence of the Lord. And the Israelites stoned them to death. Yeah. It had to be. Yeah, it had to be. And then they burned their bodies. Did you want to read the
0: notes for that part or anything? Um, Why did Achan's entire family pray for his sin? The biblical record does not tell us if they were accomplices to his crime. But in the ancient world, this family was treated as a whole. Achan, as the head of his family, was like a tribal chief. If he prospered, the family prospered with him. If he suffered, so did they. Many Israelites had already died in the battle because of Achan's sin. Now he was to be completely cut off from Israel. Achan's entire family was to be stoned along with him so that no trace of the sin would remain in Israel. In our permissive and individualistic culture, we have a hard time understanding such a decree. But in ancient cultures, this punishment fit the crime. Achan had disobeyed God's command to destroy everything in Jericho. Thus, everything belonged to Achan had to be destroyed. Sin has drastic consequences, so we should take drastic measures to avoid it.
1: I remember the first time I read that section, oh. I was like, oh my gosh, why did they have to kill uh, the family members? I know. But it does, in the context of everything, it makes sense. It sure does. You know, he he was, Achan was the head of the household. He was the head of the family. Yeah. And it was like a tribe, so they had to punish everyone. Sh- yeah. Okay, now, did you have anything else for chapter 7? I don't. Okay, so chapter 8, Joshua chapter 8, verses 1 and 2. Then the Lord said to Joshua, Do not be afraid or discouraged. Take all your fighting men and attack. A, for I have given you the king of A, his people, his town, and his land. You will destroy them as you destroyed Jericho and its king. But this time you may keep the plunder and the livestock for yourselves. Set an ambush behind the town. So now God is, he's telling them, yeah. all right, you're good here. You want to take the the plunder, take the plunder. Yes. And, and that's what happened. That's exactly what they did. They sure did, yeah. Uh, did you have notes for that?
0: After Israel had been cleansed from Achan's sin, Joshua prepared to attack Ai again, this time to win. Joshua had learned some lessons that we can follow. Confess your sins when God reveals them to you. When you fail... Refocus on God, deal with the problem, and move on. God wants the cycle of sin, repentance, and forgiveness to strengthen us, not weaken us. The lessons we learn from our failures should make us better able to handle the same situation the second time around. Because God is eager to give us cleansing, forgiveness, and strength, the only way to lose is to give up. We can tell what kind of people we are by what we do on the second
1: and third attempts. I love that. I know. I love that. So God doesn't want us to get bogged down. No. Not at all. Mm. And then why
0: did God allow the Israelites to keep the plunder and cattle this time? Israel's laws for handling the spoils of war covered two situations. Cities like Jericho were under God's ban, judgment for idolatry. They could not be looted. God's people were to be kept holy and separate from every influence of idolatry. The distribution of captured goods from cities not under the ban was a normal part of warfare. It provided the army and the nation with the necessary food, flocks, and weapons needed to sustain itself in wartime. I was not under the ban, A was not under the ban. The conquering army needed the food and equipment because the soldiers were not paid. The plunder was part of their incentive and reward for going to war.
1: So then moving on with chapter 8, Joshua then built an altar to the Lord for for the burnt and the peace offerings. And I believe if you could please read uh, verses 33 and 35. Okay.
0: Then the, then all the Israelites, foreigners, and native-born alike, along with the elders, officers, judges, were divided into two groups. One group stood in front of Mount Gerizim, the other in front of Mount Ebal. Each group faced the other, and between them stood the Levitical priests carrying the Ark of the Lord's Covenant. This was all done according to the commands that Moses, the servant of the Lord, had previously given for the blessing of the people of Israel. Joshua then read them, read to them all the blessings and curses Moses had written in the book of instruction. Every word of every command that Moses had ever given was read to the entire assembly of Israel, including the women and children and the foreigners
1: who lived among them just visualize that oh my goodness that must have been amazing <sighs> Gosh. I can imagine yes God. and it said in the notes that it was most likely t- the ten commandments yeah. that Joshua uh, had, co- had copied on the stones because those were the heart of all God's laws yep
0: mm. beautiful
1: anything else for chapter 8? no All right, moving on to chapter 9. So word spread to all the neighboring towns how powerful the Israelites were through the Lord, and the kings of those towns band together to form one giant army against them. But the Gibeonites, they had a different idea. They chose to deceive the Israelites by posing as poor, you know, like distant people who were looking for a peace treaty between the two. And Joshua didn't consult with the Lord and chose to approve the treaty. But the truth soon came out who they really were. But because the oath was made in the presence of the Lord, he had to hold it. it couldn't yeah. be broken. But the Israelites made the Gibeonites their woodcutters and water carriers for the rest of the, their days. Mm-hmm. Um, did you have anything for chapter 9?
0: I had, um, Joshua and his advisors had made a mistake. But because they had given an oath to protect the Gibeonites, they would keep their word. The oath was not nullified by the Gibeonites' trickery. God had commanded the oaths to be kept. Breaking an oath was a serious. serious. Then, This encourages us not to take our promises lightly.
1: Anything else for chapter 9? I don't have anything. Okay. okay. So, so moving on, chapter 10. Now the Jerusalem king heard how powerful Joshua and the Israelites were. And on top of that, you know, the Israelites had made peace with the Gibeonites. Yes. Uh, so the king was afraid and put out word to all the neighboring kings that they should um, they should join forces and attack Gibeon. They were known, because the Gibeonites were known for their strong warriors, so it would be advantageous to take them out. Five Amorite kings and their troops banded together for the attack. I don't know if it said how many troops that was, but I imagine it was I would a feel, decent size. Yeah. Uh, but the Gibeonites sent word to Joshua who told them not to fear because the Lord had given them victory and it was theirs. They, they did, in fact, have victory. Yeah. So Joshua chapter 10 verses 12 through 14. On the day the Lord gave the Israelites victory over the Amorites, Joshua prayed to the Lord in front of all the people of Israel. He said, Let the sun stand still over Gibeon and the moon over the valley of Ayalon. Side note, I heard about seven different ways to pronounce that word, Oh, okay. but ayah alone was, I think, the correct one. The best one, okay. So the sun stood still, and the moon stayed in place until the nation of Israel had defeated its enemies. Is this event not recorded in the book of Jashar? The sun stayed in the middle of the sky, and it did not set as a normal day. There has never been a day like this one before or since when the Lord answered such a prayer. Surely the Lord fought for Israel that day. I just thought that was really amazing. Yeah, it is. For sure. Um, Did you have any notes for, for the beginning of chapter 10? Yes. It says, how
0: did the sun stand still? Of course, in relation to the earth, the sun always stands still. It is the earth that travels around the sun. But the terminology used in Joshua should not cause us to doubt the miracle. After all, we are not confused when someone tells us the sun rises or sets. The point is that the day was prolonged, not that God used a particular method to prolong it. Two two explanations have been given for how the event occurred. A slowing of the earth's normal rotation gave Joshua more time. Some unusual refraction of the sun's rays gave additional hours of of light. Regardless of God's chosen method, the Bible is clear that that day was prolonged by a miracle and that God's intervention turned the tide of the battle for his people. Mm. I love that. Yes. Oh, go ahead. And then the book of Jashar, also mentioned in 2 Samuel one eighteen, was probably a collection of historical events put to music. Many parts of the Bible contain quotations from previous books, songs, poems, or other spoken and written materials. Because God guided the writer of this book to select this material, his message comes with divine authority.
1: Mm. Um, One of the other notes, um, something they brought up. So Joshua's response shows his integrity after having been deceived by the Gibeonites. Joshua and the leaders could have been slow about their attempt to rescue them. Instead, they immediately responded to their call for help. How willing would you be to help someone who had deceived you, even though you had forgiven that person? We should take our word just as seriously as Joshua did. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that says a lot. Yeah. Because, I mean, they did. They flat out deceived them, but they, you know, they, Joshua and the Israelites, they were right there for
0: them. They were. They took forgiveness seriously. Yes, They, like, wiped it clean just as Jesus does for us, you know? Yep.
1: We should take a lesson on that for sure. Yes. So, continuing with chapter 10, the five Amorite kings had escaped, and they hid in a cave. So, Joshua and his men trapped them by placing large rocks in front of it, and after they completed their battles, Joshua's men went back and released the kings and brought them to him. And Joshua instructed his army commanders to put their feet on the kings' necks. And if you wouldn't mind reading verse twenty-six, then Joshua killed each of the five kings and impaled them
0: on five sharpened poles, where they hung until evening. Mm-hmm.
1: Goodness. And then they, <laughs> and then they took the bodies and put them back in the cave where they that they oh, hid it. Oh. Yep.
0: And they supposedly remain there today, that's what it says so opening.
1: I day. wonder, you know, like, in that part of the world, just how many things are still hidden away? I know like how the world has moved, the earth,
0: you know right, yeah.
1: and just how many like tombs and I mean just stuff like that it has to, it has to be all over, I know it, just I know. just hidden away, yeah mm. um, but, did you have? Anything else for that part of chapter 10? Um, Placing a foot on the neck of a captive
0: was a common military practice in the ancient Near East. It symbolized the victor's domination over his captives. These proud kings had boasted of their power. Now all Israel could see that God was superior to an earthly army. Mm. And then with God's help, Israel won the battle against the five Amorite armies such a triumph was a part of god's daily business as he worked with his people for victory joshua told his men never to be afraid because god would give them similar victories over all their enemies god has often protected us and won victories for us the same god who empowered joshua and who has led us in the past will help us with our present and future needs reminding ourselves of his help in the past will give us hope for the struggles that lie ahead
1: and this is the same I mean it's always going to be the same God but that it's the same God that's with us today yeah and that will be with our grandchildren and great-grandchildren yeah we have to
0: remember that you know and and these wars that are we're seeing were done for us
1: mm.
0: and and I don't know just grateful. When you read this and you think when you sin how shameful. I mean what they did for us and uh, you know. Yeah. I mean to, Yes, it's hard. It is. But we're thankful.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. So chapter 10 concludes with Joshua and the Israelites conquering and completely destroying the the southern towns and in Joshua chapter 10 verse 40. So Joshua conquered the whole region, the kings and people of the hill country, the Negev, the western foothills, and the mountain slopes. He completely destroyed everyone in the land, leaving no survivors, just as the Lord, the God of Israel, had commanded. So they're, they're still on point. They're still yep. doing everything that the Lord asked. Yes. I would also like to apologize for all of the various noises that are oh. coming from our refrigerator. I don't hear it anymore, but sometimes I hear it and I'm like, Oh, people are probably wondering what all those crazy noise... The ice maker and then the water oh, filter okay. makes noise. I don't even hear it. Okay, well... <laughs> yeah. People in the back, may- people that are listening may be like, what is that clunk, <laughs> clunk? <laughs> That's the ice maker. Because <laughs> uh, we film in, or we record in the kitchen. Yeah. Okay. Um, did you have a note for, for yes. anything else in 10? Um,
0: God had commanded Joshua to take the leadership in ridding the land of sin so God's people could occupy it. Joshua did his part thoroughly, leading the united army to weaken the inhabitants. When God orders us to stop sinning, we must not pause to debate, consider the options, negotiate a compromise, or rationalize. Instead, like Joshua, our response must be swift and complete. We must be ruthless in avoiding relationships and activities that can lead us into sin. Hmm.
1: And it's so great cuz you know God set it up this way but for Joshua to be that next person after Moses. Moses had taken them so far and now you know Joshua's taking them the rest of the way. Yeah. Cuz they needed someone to take them the rest they of the did. way. They did. They hmm. did. They sure did. Um, anything else for chapter 10? No, I have nothing else. Okay, so chapter 11. Many northern kings and their armies banded together to fight the Israelites, but the Lord gave Joshua um, you know, and the Israelites the victory. They did as the Lord instructed and burned all the enemy's chariots and crippled their horses. Um, if you would please read verse 15. Sure. As the Lord had
0: commanded his servant Moses. So Moses commanded Joshua, and Joshua did as he was told, carefully obeying all the commands that the Lord had given to Moses.
1: Imagine if he didn't! I know.
0: What would have went on? My I goodness. know. Yes.
1: Um, Any notes that you want to read? Yes.
0: Um, Joshua carefully obeyed all the instructions given by God. This theme of obedience is repeated frequently in the book of Joshua. Partly because of obedience is one aspect of life that each believer can control. We can't always control our understanding because we may not have all the facts. We can't control what other people do or how they treat us. However, we can control our choice to obey God. Whatever new challenges we may face, the Bible contains relevant instructions that we can choose to ignore or choose to follow.
1: And I want to talk about that note for a sec, because yeah. this is so important. Obedience is the one aspect of life that each of us can control. And that's absolutely true. We yeah. can do what's in our power, in our control. Yeah. But all those other things you have to remember, you you have to leave it up to God, because you can't control what other people think no. of you, or what they say about you, or, you know, because... And also, you know, we don't have all the facts about everything. No. You control what you can control. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah.
0: That is completely it. And it doesn't matter what people think of you.
1: No, it doesn't. It really doesn't. Because, you know, we're not here to impress man. No. But some people get very bogged down in that. They do.
0: And one day... If they continue to be obedient to the Lord and study, they're not going to care. No, it will come to that point where God will, will change your heart. Yeah. So, I agree with you 100%. Yep. There's another note here if you'd like me to read Please. it. Please. Joshua followed every detail of God's commands to Moses. It is usually difficult to complete someone else's project, but Joshua stepped into Moses' job building upon what Moses had started and brought it to completion. A new part, person starting a new job usually brings a new style and personality to that job, but the church or any other organization cannot work effectively if every change a of a personnel means starting from scratch. Well, that's the truth.
1: Have you been at a church where they did that? I've been at a
0: church... I've been, our church has changed, you know, with personnel, like, not the pastors, Mm -hmm. but um, like, you know, maybe the children's program or a new youth pastor, this or that, and that's true. I read a um, quote today by Sprawl saying, it is the task of a pastor and of the church to feed the sheep. If someone who is not a sheep comes in, that's fine. But we're not going to change the menu and give the sheep goat food. Hmm. So, in other words, you should go to a church that just teaches the Bible. Mm -hmm. If someone comes in that, that, um, that doesn't believe or isn't a believer, you can't change what you believe to make them comfortable. Okay, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you want someone that has a solid foundation. The church I've been at, there's never
1: been a change in the the, the teaching ever, 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 ever. It's always remained constant. Yeah. That's good. That's a testament to how strong that, you know, the, yeah. what's it called, like the elders or the... Yeah, the elders make
0: the decisions, mm-hmm. not the pastor. Mm-hmm. I think that's another good thing because, you know... Uh, That's a lot of power for one person if you're letting your pastor I don't know. Make all the choices. Yeah, I think that and you know, we're human. Mm -hmm. But there's never been any change in what we're taught. There's never another book coming along. Yeah, there's nothing new. There's no There's nothing new. Yeah. It's the same Bible, it's the same ESV version and um there's people that have gotten new pastors here. There's one church here um, that got a pastor. And I guess... it Well, I've talked to you, And um, it changed so radically. And mm. that's... I would leave. I mean, that's just my opinion. But, you know, if someone's... That just... And then the people that come in and teach, they have to have the this... Even if you join that church, you have to have a belief. They, you have to take a class and everything, mm. because you know you're, you're, you're committing to help raise the children that are at that church. You know, it takes a village to raise a child, and you're, you're committing to pray for these children to, you know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and I agree with that. Yeah. You know so. I don't know. I, I'm very pleased being there. So
1: Well, good, good. Yeah. Okay. So moving on. All right. Joshua chapter 11 verses 19 and 20. No one in this region made peace with the Israelites except the Hivites of Gibeon. All the others were defeated. For the Lord hardened their hearts and caused them to fight the Israelites. So they were completely destroyed without mercy as the Lord had commanded Moses. And then if you could reach uh, verse 23, please.
0: So Joshua took control of the entire land, just as the Lord had instructed Moses. He gave it to the people of Israel as their special possession, dividing the, the land among the tribes, so the land finally had rest from war. Awesome. Beautiful.
1: Beautiful. They, finally, they did it. They went over there. They fought the battles, and now the land is theirs. Yes.
0: Yes. And did you have that note for that part? I do. The conquest of much of the land of Canaan seems to have happened quickly. We can read about it in one setting, but it actually took seven years. We often expect quick change in our lives and quick victories over sin. But our journey with God is a lifelong process, and the changes and victories may take time. It is easy to grow impatient with God and feel like giving up hope because things are moving too slowly. When we are close to a situation, it is difficult to see progress. But when we look back, we can see that God never stopped working. You know, I don't feel like we've had a downtime. me and you. Like, I think we've... Because we're always studying. Oh, okay. Do you feel that way? Yeah, yeah. I don't feel like where it says it can feel like it's getting... Going slow. Okay. No. And I feel like we've learned a very, very, a lot. Oh, yes. And w- and we have been faithfully studying for how many years? Four? It's, yeah, it's uh, been a bit. I wrote it down when you told me that a couple weeks ago. Oh, 111.18. Really? That's what I have here. Okay. All right. So that's... Three years. Yeah, it's going to be four years mm-hmm. that we've really been studying.
1: Yeah. But, I mean, totally on a daily basis. Yeah. And and everyone, I mean, you'll get to that point where you'll want to be in the Word daily. Yeah. Yeah, you
0: will. And, you know, you don't have to be praying to talk to God. You can just talk to Him like like you're, uh, people think you're nutty, <laughs> like you're in the store, like, yeah, Lord. Lord, I just need you right now. Or Lord, that lady over there. I just feel like you're wanting me to pray for her. Me and Rob, yeah. Well, there's stories. Yeah, there's, there's stories, just, yeah, stories, but
1: they're not appropriate for here. No, but uh, you, okay. but you're absolutely right. Yeah. Okay.
0: The next note: <laughs> the descendants of Anak were the tribes of giant of giants. The Israelite scouts described when they gave their negative report on the promised land. This time the people did not let their fear of the giants prevent prevent them from engaging in battle and claiming the land God had promised.
1: Okay, so anything else? Oh, that's what I was going to bring up, that, with that last note about quick changes and quick victories over sin. Not that not only applies to us, but I think for people you love as well, where you, you know, you're praying for them, and you know, you just want to see whatever change that they need yes. you know whatever that's going on in their life it's not guaranteed that's going to be a quick a no. quick uh transformation either no i mean it may be a lifetime of praying for that person yes and that's okay exactly because we got to remember it's god's
0: timing mm-hmm. and and if it is it And if it is a transformation, once the transformation happens, there's going to be even some harder work. Yeah. Maybe, depending what that transformation you're asking for is. Yeah. If it's in God's will. Yes, amen. But you're right. Yeah. It's not going to be easy. No, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. Easy isn't, we don't, it's okay.
1: Yeah. Okay, so moving on to chapter 12. Now chapter 12 is... It's. I'm just going to read the note here. Chapter twelve is a summary of the first half of the book of Joshua. It lists the kings and nations conquered by Joshua, both east and west of the Jordan River. As long as people trusted and obeyed God, one evil nation after another fell in defeat. And while it's all all that information is very important, and if you would like to go further into it, we can. But that's it. As for you know, as for, we're not going to go any deeper into Amen. it. Amen. Okay. Yeah, you can just look at it. It's all—it's really interesting stuff. Yeah, but. it is. And that's all I have. That's chapter 12. That's it. Yeah, is there anything else you wanted to talk about in that reading? Um, or anything else? No, that's it. Okay. So let's get to the music recommendation good this choice. week. I have another album. Wow. I really, sometimes I just have a hard time picking one song. Yeah. Because if I listen to the album, I'm like, well, that one's really good. That one's really good. Okay, so this week it is, it's a Dolly Parton album. Oh. Letter to Heaven, Songs of Faith and Inspiration. Wow. It's beautiful. It is. Yes. Her voice. Dolly's awesome. Yes, yeah, she is. Um, you can find it really wherever. I'm sure you can go to YouTube and find some some of the songs on there. It'll be on iTunes. It'll be on Amazon Music. Wherever. Wherever. There are so many options nowadays. Yeah. But I do recommend it. It's beautiful songs on there. Yes. Amen. Um, let's give out some information. The email is basic Bible study 19, the number 19 at gmail.com, facebook.com slash my basic Bible study, and the website is my basic Bible Next time, Amy, we're going to finish up Joshua. I can't believe it. Now, I know someone may be saying, what in the world? That's a lot of chapters, because we're going to be doing chapters 13 through 24. It is a lot, but a lot of it is how the land was divided among the people. Exactly. Um, So I'm pretty sure we're going to be able to cover all that for for next time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: We don't need to know if Jebediah
1: got a parcel or not. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, read, absolutely read it. Oh, yeah. It's, it's interesting stuff, but, um, yeah say so we will finish up Joshua next time, friend. Yes. There we go. Boom. God bless. All right. Thank you. Thank and you. we will catch you next time. Yes.